When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, guys. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. On this episode of Made For This, we are going to be looking at Philippians 4, verses 14 through 16. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. And now, here's Jenny. I think one of the biggest barriers we all face to having deep friendships is actually expressing our own need. And I've noticed this in myself constantly. It's so hard for me to tell people when I need something. I feel guilty about it. I feel bad about it. And I know that everybody is the same way with me. And so therefore, we end up living these kind of lives beside each other, waving and and not really entrenched in each other's lives. When you look back at biblical times, I mean, people were cooking together. They were taking care of their kids together. It was a village mentality. And even if you go around the world right now, a lot of cultures still keep this. Whether they live in communal living spaces or huts and villages, you see this idea that life is meant to be lived together. And I think one thing in our plenty in America and in the West that we've lost is that we are able to order our groceries on Amazon and they ship them to our house. You know, we really don't need each other or run into each other the way that most communities in almost every generation has. And so what Paul's going to end this passage in this book with is he's going to actually describe that that kind of communal living. And he's going to thank everybody for the way they've loved him, for the way they love each other. And he's going to say, you know, I don't, it's not that I care what you've done specifically, but I just care how it has furthered the gospel and I care how it has knitted us together. And And so I think this idea of like really being excellent at love and really being excellent to of expressing our need, those are two things that can develop friendship. I think about 1 John 4. It's one of my favorite passages where it talks about, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And so there's this idea that because we are loved by God, we are people who love and we're good at it. We become pros at it. Listen, just show up in really cool, creative ways for people. And and I'm telling you, that is magnetic. It is magnetic and it is contagious. So as we love better, I promise you this, you will see yourself and your needs being met in bigger and better ways because this is how we were built to live. I think we think we can rescue ourselves. I think we think we can figure it out and we're sitting in the closet and we're trying to get out and yet it's more like we're in the trunk of a car and we really can't get out. Somebody's got to open the trunk for us. And to do that, we got to say, we got to say, hey, help me. And that takes a lot of vulnerability. It does. And, and so I think we're going to have to ask for help. I know showing up for people and showing up yourself and, you're, and revealing what you need, is, it's so scary. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I am saying it's going to be worth it. 
God says that the best way for us to get free is to do life with each other. He built us as a body, Christ being the head, each of us taking our different parts. We have to depend on each other. And to do that, we've got to trust each other. And it's not easy to trust each other. In fact, it's probably one of the hardest things in the world to trust each other. And yet the beauty of building this kind of life is that we will get more free. Like our lives will look more like Jesus and our sin will fall off as we put people in our lives that challenge us, that encourage us, and that push us more to be like Christ. And the more that we lean in to the community that God designed for us and that he built for us, the more that we are going to find ourselves running our races, throwing off the sin that so easily entangles us and fixing our eyes on Jesus. And it's how we were built to live. We need each other. This morning, I was talking to one of my great friends who's known me for way too long, and she said something. She had been listening to the podcast, and she said, Jenny, I feel like in one of the early episodes, you said something like, and I'm not sure I'm getting this right, but she said something like, you need God, but not other people, which is not something I would have said because I believe that the way we actually experience more of God and that God designed us to experience more of Him is through the church, that that he speaks to a people group throughout most of scripture, first to Israel and then to the church. And so you see a God who not only lives in community himself, but he's calling a community of people to himself. And so this idea of individualism is a very American idea. And I, I just, I don't think I would have said that I need to go back and listen to the early episodes and make sure. But the reason she brought it up was she said, Jenny, I really wonder sometimes if you need me. Like when I look back over our friendship, and this is one of my dearest friends, she said, you're not the kind of person that just makes your needs known and clear all the time. And I agreed with her. And I think that's one of the convictions I've had throughout this study is it's hard to need people. And it takes, one, it takes awareness of what it is you need. What is it that you're struggling with? I mean, and, and I was just so candid with her this morning. I said, I agree with you. I mean, I'm freaking going in to record podcast episodes about this. Like, I've got to grow in this. I can't just be someone that like talks about something and preaches something and and doesn't live it. Like, I, I feel accountable to these things I'm calling you guys to. But I also know the disconnect and how hard it is to actually do this. And so I just stopped this morning. I'm in the car. And I said, okay, I'll do my best right now to be as real as I can with you and let you in. And it was interesting because I noticed myself the whole time I was talking, apologizing for things. So as I started, and I know better, guys, I'm I'm teaching this. Like I know better, but it still is so hard to live. And so I set out something that I've been worried about lately. And then I said this, I said, but I know this isn't that big a deal. And she was like, Jenny, it is a big deal to you right now. So it matters to me. And then I kept talking a little bit longer and I said, but but this is a good thing. Why am I complaining about this is a good thing? And of course, I had to do something with sending my kid back to college and another one being a senior because this is just, it does, y'all. It, it is, there's a grief in it. But I, I know there's bigger griefs. And so I dismissed what I'm going through and what I'm feeling today. And so, you know, even in the exercise of trying to be candid and honest about where I am and what I'm struggling and what sins I'm fighting, which I also shared... I found myself making disclaimers the whole time. And honestly, it was so uncomfortable. And I love that that happened this morning when we're recording this episode because I'm saying 
to live as people that have need. And I'm saying it as someone that is learning to practice this. It's not like I don't have need. I just don't like to think about it is the bottom line. I don't want to think about what's difficult in my life. I don't want to dwell on it. And so before we can share our needs with others, we have to know what our needs are. And so that is where time with God is so crucial. Um, first is, is we have to spend time with him so that we know and see our sin, so that we're convicted about it, so that we know and see our need for God and our need for other people. And then as we approach other people in relationship, we have our vulnerabilities aware enough to be able to give them, you know? And I think so much of this is about self-awareness and understanding what it is that we're wrestling with and what it is we need. But we hate being needy. We hate it. And we are, I do. I don't know. I hate it. I think a lot of people do. And I think we build guards and I think we 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 try to be there for other people and we never bring our full selves. And I said to her this morning, I said, I don't want to bring you a half-baked answer. I, I I want to bring you what's really going on. And and it was, and, and I said, I was, <laughs> I, I knew we were about to talk about this. And I said, and I want to do that because I know part of being a good friend is bringing my needs to you, not just, because she's actually going through real hard stuff. I mean, the death of a great friend of theirs. And and so, of course, everything I brought to her felt shallow. And she laughed and she said, Jenny, that's what I want. Like, I want you to tell me about Connor going to college and how that feels and that you're teary about it right now, every time I say it. And it's just where I am today. And I know I need to be that person, not just the one that listens and asks the questions and helps the other people. I need to be the person that also has need and sadness and fears and struggles. And and I want to be that person. And I know, shoot, if there's one thing I've learned this season in studying Philippians, it is, it's required I be that person. And I think it starts, at least for me, it starts with me admitting that I have weakness and that I have struggle and that I'm sad. I mean, that's the thing right now. I don't want to admit I'm sad. I just want to push through it. So yeah, there you go. There's all my needs. Um, <laughs> but I know that this is not easy. What this whole season has called us to, like it's it's so much deeper than, hey, get a separate club. Hey, build some friendships. This kind of community that God calls us to is deeper than any of us realize. To be fully known, to be someone that lives without a facade and I don't think any of us want to be that person that has a facade, but I think we accidentally become those people sometimes. And this thing that, that the scriptures calls us to, it is costly. It's deeper than having some friends to go to dinner with or celebrate your birthday with. It's it's being fully and completely known, and it's terrifying, and it's not always safe. I think I should say that really clearly, that we're talking about a risky endeavor. And I wish I could call you to this thing or God, as he calls you to this thing, that I could run around and protect you and make sure that those friends are good listeners and make sure that those friends are healthy people and make sure that nothing goes, you know, and gets codependent. But but honestly, all of it is risky and scary and we will mess it up. Take great comfort in that. We will mess up community. 
And and I've watched myself get so discouraged about that. And and when I've messed it up, because I have been the culprit of it many, many times, I tend to pull back rather than lean in. And and what God says is, it's okay that you mess it up. Like my my grace and my blood is enough for this, but you can't just not live with it. Like you have to have it. You can't just run away from it. It it is required. And I think that's the burden that I felt through this study is just how not optional it is to not just have healthy, close friendships, but to have people that know us completely. And to be known completely, you have to be brave and set down the things that you don't want to set down. question for myself. <laughs> okay. So let's say I'm going to dinner tonight with my friends. What are five questions I can ask my friends tonight that would make us go deeper? Oh, this is my superpower. This is my favorite thing. We really do need to do a question book for people because I love this exercise. Questions are all over my Bible studies. Like I just believe in questions, great questions. And I think sometimes we need help having a better conversation. And so, yes. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't have anything written down. Let me just tell you the last few I used. So one of my favorite, favorite ones, I almost feel weird giving this away for free. It's so freaking good is to tell people at the table, what you like about them, like your favorite thing about them, and then them to tell everybody at the table why and where that came from in them. So it has brought about the most precious bonding conversation. I love, I've actually used that one more than once. The next one is, um, what are you hoping for right now? And what are you afraid of right now? That, those are two great questions that kind of get to the heart of what people are really wrestling with and thinking about. Another lighthearted one I've done recently that I love that I just did with our small group. It was um, Zach and I's birthday dinner. And I got I was like, okay, for my birthday, I just want to be the one that gets to ask all the questions. And it was the greatest conversation. And I loved it. But one of the questions I asked was, if you're, you know, now I want you to go back to your 10-year-old self, your personality as a 10-year-old, and ask for something in that way that you could have now? Like, what would you, if you were blown out the candles of your birthday and you had the heart and whimsy and, you know, irresponsibility of a 10-year-old, what would you wish for? But yet today, you know, and it was just the greatest answers because I think, I, you know, everybody tends to get responsible if you just do what do you wish for now. It's like world peace. And you're like, no, like I want to hear something like that you just want. And it was just so cool to hear that side of all of them. Um, another one that I really like is, how do you see God moving in your life right now? Like, where do you see him moving in your life? Another one I love similar to that is how are you seeing God before you right now? Um, that always gets a really interesting answer because it really forces people to see God in their life and how much he's doing. And then another one is just, I mean, I think it's good to, to kind of have a lighthearted one and a deep one in your pocket at all times because the lighthearted one, I think for some people it's more comfortable and it helps them be deeper. You know, so a lighthearted one I love is who is someone you're related to that you are similar to, like that you're like. And I, some people that would be deep, but I think that usually is pretty easy for people. Like they know, oh, I'm a lot like my dad or I'm a lot like my sister or, you know, and then you get to learn about their family too. So I just think the more we can peel back like what makes people who they are and and what makes them love what they love and what makes them afraid of what they're afraid of you find so much in common and it just, you realize people are not that different. 
And I mean, I've asked these questions overseas um, in Rwanda. We just did this and it was just amazing how the Rwandan friends we had made there were struggling with the exact same things we are. Like that, we are just not that different, all of us. And I think that's why I love questions so much and great conversations is because the more we sit across from each other and really hear from each other, the more we change and grow and the more empathy grows in us and the more we, we live connected rather than isolated. Those are awesome questions. And it makes for a good dinner conversation because then what happens is the other people that are sitting around the table can ask follow-up questions and it just goes deeper and deeper and you go on bunny trails of other things. And yeah. And what actually there's a resource that people often don't know about. If you go to iftable.com, you can get emails once a month with like cool recipes to cook with your friends and then questions for each month. And you can print it out, cut them, set them on the table, and it's just all right there for you. Oh, it's so simple. I remember when we started sending that out, I was like, gosh, this is a really simple thing, mm-hmm. but people have loved it. And it's because of this. It's because we need sometimes help with having deeper, better conversations. And sometimes I'll even go in the archives and go past months, like 2017, July, and I'll print out and kind of pick different questions that I like that fit the group that I'm having over. And, and they're cute. cute. You cut them out uh-huh. and put them on the table. And hey, the cards get to be the bad guy instead of you. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, Jenny. So guys, I named this podcast not after a book, but after a life theme, which I also wrote a book about. So if you don't have the book, go get it. It is called Made for This. It is a devotional that honestly sums up so much of my passion and heart for women and for all of our lives that we would spend them well. And so it's going to help you discover your gifts. It's going to help you understand God's purposes for your lives and his plans. Do not miss it. Made for this. Go to Amazon, wherever books are sold. It's sitting there on a shelf, 40 days to understanding your purpose. Let's figure this out together because we don't want to waste our lives. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Chloe. I just wanted to hop on here really quick and thank all of you who have left reviews on iTunes. Someone left one on here last Saturday even that I thought was so kind. She said, if I can choose only one podcast, Jenny's is always the one that I want to hear. She's genuine and practical and her conversations are filled with gentle truth. It fills my heart's need for a bit of joy-filled conversation. Refreshing and simple. Thanks, Jenny. Y'all, this is how people find the podcast. They're searching through iTunes. They see Jenny's podcast pop up. They kind of scroll through, look at the reviews, and they're reading what you have to say. So we appreciate all of you who have left reviews. If you haven't done that, hop over there right now and just leave one real quick. We would so appreciate that. We will see you guys next time. (laughs) 